Hello and welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. My name is Chris Hume, and I want to talk to you today about COVID-19, John MacArthur specifically, the shutdown of Grace Community Church, which is demonstrative or illustrative of many other churches that shut down three years ago for COVID-19. Now, if you're like me, you uh, may have been in a church that shut down, and if you're like me, you remember very well uh, what that felt like and what happened uh, when these churches, these led by these pastors, said, we are suspending the Assembly of the Saints, we are canceling worship uh, in the name of a sickness, in the name of government mandates, in the name of some perceived risk. Uh, and if you're like me, you're very frustrated by the quote-unquote leadership of these men during this time. Now, I have written about this topic in the past. In 2020, I published a book called Essential Service, Coronavirus and the Assembly of the Saints. That book's still available on Amazon. And uh, that was written, uh, it was published in May, early May, I believe, and it was being written as early as early April um, when these churches were shut down, locked down. Um, of course, not, not all churches shut down, but, but many, many did. Now, there's another book that it just released uh, within a matter of days, and that is Scattering the Sheep, a Jeremiah Concerning the Closing of the American Church in 2020. Um, that's my new book. It just came out. Uh, great forward by Matt Truella in this book. If you've heard of Matt Truella, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, he wrote the forward to this book, Scattering the Sheep. Uh, you know what? The, the forward by Matt is worth uh, the price of the book in and of itself. So if you'd like to get a copy of this book, Scattering the Sheep, published by the Lancaster Patriot, go over to Amazon.com and search Scattering the Sheep, Chris Hume. Now, I have had, throughout the past several years in multiple books that I've written, I've had people ask me, well, why, why do you use Amazon, or is there another place I can get the book? And, and I understand their concerns, because Amazon is a wicked organization, abortion-supporting, as far as I understand. And people don't want to support that, and I get that. But what I tell them is, at the moment, there's no Christian publisher uh, that is willing to print these books, at least that I have found. Maybe there's one out there, but uh, every time I've tried to reach out to a publisher and get them to publish a book, I've not met with success. Now, I, I get that. I understand I'm not a, a highly successful author, so I'm not bitter about that at all. But my, my point is simply that Amazon provides a great opportunity to get this content out there. And even if it is run by wicked people, um, they, are, they are providing a venue for the, the spreading of, of the truth. And so uh, until I find a Christian company or a, a better company that will print these books on demand, uh, I am using Amazon. And I encourage you to, to go over to Amazon.com and, and get a copy of this book, Scattering the Sheep. Buy a few copies, um, share it with your friends, share it with Share it with pastors you know that shut down the church and have not repented of it. Um, there's a great uh, statement in here by Pastor Joe Jewett uh, from a church out in western Pennsylvania. He shut down his church, um, but then when he reopened, he repented of what he did. And there's a great statement in here uh, from Pastor Jewett of what it looks like to repent of canceling the assembly of the saints. Now, what I want to talk with you about today specifically has to do with John MacArthur. And the reason I want to talk about it is because we need to know the truth of what happened. 
if we're going to look back on anything and anything in our Christian life, we need to un- we need to think correctly about it. So if I'm going to think back about, you know, hey, how do things go today with my family, with my wife, with my children? If I'm going to have any sort of of growth, uh, any needed repentance, any sanctification, I need to remember accurately what happened. And one one of my big concerns with the whole COVID-19 mess is that we are now some of us, some people are are whitewashing the past intentionally or otherwise and saying things about the past that aren't true. I mean, I'm going to get into MacArthur's examples here in a moment, but a small example of this, maybe a different example, still related to COVID-19, is I was speaking one time with a pastor who shut down his church, um, and he said he didn't do anything wrong. He, he admitted to no wrongdoing, but he did say at one point, you know, we we had our virtual gatherings and things like that, and I said, wait a minute, don't call it a gathering, all right? Don't call it a gathering. Don't try to reuse language. Don't try to redefine things here to justify what you did. Call it what it is and own it and say, you know, we did not gather. I canceled the gathering and I did no wrong. And that's what most of these pastors are saying. And that's one of the reasons that I wrote this book. And, and specifically, yes, it's written to these pastors, but also to Christians who rightly, I would say, rightly are frustrated and discouraged by their pastors, frankly, cowardice and unfaithfulness to what God has called them to do in leading their people. Now, one of my challenges in this book is that if we are going to say that these pastors have done wrong, and yet we continue to go to their churches and continue to pay their salary, essentially, uh, in the end, it's really no different to them. Okay, you can disagree with me all you want, but when I shut down the church, you listened and you came right back when I opened it back up again. So, there's a lot there. Much more of that is handled in Scattering the Sheep. We may be able to get into a little of that today. I'm not sure how much we will get into that, because what I really want to do right now is, is look at what John MacArthur said and look at what people now are saying about John MacArthur. There's something very concerning about this, okay? We need to know the truth of what happened in 2020, first of all, right? And, and for some people, we're not even getting off the ground with this. People are denying that John MacArthur shut down his church. Now, you might say, well, some of you might say, that's, that's ridiculous. Obviously, he did. How could someone say that? Well, uh, I have a couple theories, but I, I want to lay out for you what people are saying, a couple examples of that, but then specifically what John MacArthur said and how that does not fit with how this is being presented now, especially in this, apparently there's a documentary, Essential Church that is, and I haven't seen that documentary, um, but I'm going to show you direct clips from John MacArthur. And I have seen John MacArthur in a video in 2022. It was at a Truth Matters conference in Kentucky, I believe, talking about 2020. And the way that he is, the way he presents himself and the way he's presented by others as it is as a hero uh, during 2020. Okay, so just just keep that in mind here. So I, I want to start off by playing by playing a clip. Okay, this, and then I'm going to get into what some people are saying. This is a clip uh, from March 16th of 2020. This is John MacArthur. These are words uh, straight from the horse's mouth, as it were. Well, as you can tell, I'm sitting in an empty worship center, and that's the way it's going to be, I think. 
for perhaps um, weeks and maybe even into a couple of months. This is something unprecedented in my 51 years here. This has never happened before, but it is in the providence of God, His purpose for us now, and we're very excited to see exactly what the Lord's going to do through all of this. And as I was saying last Sunday, this is the time when the people of the Lord demonstrate their their trust, their faith in the Lord, enjoy the peace that passes all understanding, and uh, wait to see how the unfolding of all of these events allows the gospel to advance. But as we think about an empty auditorium, we face a very real problem, and that is this church is supported by the regular Sunday giving of all of you faithful members. We're not going to be meeting for a while, and, and that means we don't have the opportunity for that to be a part of our worship. So I just want to let you know that it's critical for us going forward and for our missionaries scattered all over the planet to, uh, to make sure that we are still able to support the ministries that are ongoing here. The services on Sunday are not happening, the fellowship groups are not going on, but so many other ministries are, are flourishing. We're even making videos on a weekly basis to send out to families so they can have something to offer their children by way of Bible instruction. We have a lot of things that are going to be happening, but we need you to continue to support the church that you love so much. Okay, so those were the words of John MacArthur, pastor of Grace Community Church in California on March 16th, 2020. Now, why am I playing that video from John MacArthur from three years ago? Well, obviously, as I mentioned, we're talking about COVID-19. And as I mentioned, believe it or not, uh, despite that video and several more that I, that I will play from some, some clips today, despite all that, many people are claiming that John MacArthur and Grace Church never shut down from COVID. It still befuddles me to this day to even say that. And I have examples of people saying that that I'll share in a moment. But there are two main questions that I would like to answer today as it relates to this whole situation. First, why would people make the claim that MacArthur and Grace Church never shut down? And second, why does it matter to address this? So there's other parts to that, but I do want to answer those two questions as we go. Now, as I said, I'm convinced that understanding the truth about what happened during 2020, when thousands of churches across the nation and the world suspended the Assembly of the Saints, suspended worship, I'm convinced that's not a trivial thing or a waste of time. Uh, I'm convinced this is so important. In fact, we had Dr. Joel Yeager uh, in this studio for a podcast on coronavirus. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. I believe it might be episode 79, um, but Ernie Springer, Joel Ye Dr. Joel Yeager, myself, and Joel Saint discussed Ernie and Joel's book, and they co-wrote it with a third man, about coronavirus and, and the church basically failing, and it's the pastor sinning by canceling the Assembly of the Saints. Now, uh, one thing Dr. Yeager said was that he's, he's a medical doctor. He, when COVID-19 was happening, he expected that this would be talked about for years to come from the medical side. And what he said on that podcast, or if he didn't say it on that podcast, he said it around that time to me offline. I think he said it on the podcast was that he did not expect when he said that, that it would also refer to the church, that we will be talking about the church's response to COVID-19 for years to come. And of course, uh, he's right. And I think that is valid, especially when these pastors have not repented of what they did. So, uh, this is not a trivial thing. It's not a waste of time. Uh, never in our lifetimes have we seen such a weak response by the Christian church, you know, churches across the nation, and I fear we have not learned from it. 
uh, and the things I have to share today, I think will demonstrate that a small part. And again, a lot of what I say now is covered in my book, Scattering the Sheep. I encourage you to get a copy of that, uh, share it with your pastor, uh, share it with people that are in churches that shut down, and yet they keep going back to these churches. Uh, share this book. I think, it, I think it's very important. Um, so, Christians should be people of the truth, okay? We should not hide from the truth or seek to ignore reality, especially as it relates to suspending the assembly of the saints. I mean, we, we shouldn't hide the truth about anything, but we can't afford to simply move on from 2020 without repentance, and we can't afford to move on from 2020 without accurately remembering what happened, and then, I would say, repenting of our actions if we cancel the assembly of the saints. Uh, there's a quote from Martin Luther that resonated with me, especially as I was writing this book, and, and Luther said, wounds cannot be healed until they are revealed, and sins cannot be forgiven until they are confessed. So there can be no healing, there can be no forgiveness unless we, we acknowledge we, our wounds are revealed and we confess our sin. And that's what this is about as it concerns church leaders and pastors who scattered the sheep, who canceled the assembly of the saints in 2020. I want to start then, I played that clip from MacArthur for you, but I want to I share two comments here made on Facebook that demonstrate what I'm talking about as far as the mindset that is lingering among many, even among pastors. One of these comments is by a pastor. So the, these comments reveal this, this cognitive dissonance. I talked about this with Dr. Yeager on the podcast, this whitewashing of the past, this, I, I, I hate to say it may not be intentional, but spreading falsehoods that Grace Church never shut down, or redefining language to the point that it, it doesn't even mean anything to say the church shut down or the suspension of the, or the Assembly of the Saints was suspended. So look, look at these two quotes. All right, the first one here comes from a pastor who was responding to a post, and this was actually right before Dr. Yeager came on the podcast, who was responding to a post where, and I said, the Grace Community Church in California shut down on the drop of a dime, and then waited weeks and weeks to reopen. I said that's now being presented as a model of faithfulness during the pandemic. Uh, and this is how he responded. If you're watching, you'll see this on the screen. He said, you might want to correct this, Chris. There was not a single Sunday where MacArthur was not behind the pulpit. He kept showing up, and soon the people came back. They never shut down. Well, there it was, right, right in front of me. When I read it, I had to do a double take. They never shut down. So what, what did it mean when MacArthur said in that clip I just played for you? What did it mean when, when MacArthur said, I'm sitting in an empty worship? Um, let me pull, I have the quote right here. Let me see if I can find it here. Well, as you can see, I'm sitting in an empty worship center. And that's the way it's going to be, I think, for perhaps weeks and maybe even a couple of months. Okay, so that, that's what MacArthur said on March 16th. And I have more to play. That wasn't the only thing that MacArthur said. What did MacArthur mean by that uh, if he didn't mean that the, the church was shutting down? You see, this is the tactic of moving the goalposts. The criteria, the criterion has changed, right? We're going to say, hey, here's what it means for the church to shut down. The pastor says, you know what? You, all you saints, you have to stay home. We are canceling the assembly of the saints. Uh, we're closing church. You can't be here. And now what people are doing is, is they're moving the goalposts and saying, well, actually, what it means to close church, to, to shut down, would mean that no one at all is in the worship center. So since the pastor 
may, and maybe a, a skeleton film crew went into the worship center to live stream a sermon, the church didn't shut down. I mean, this is the sort of mental gymnastics and frankly dishonesty that takes place when we try to whitewash the past or or save the reputation of these men. Just call it like it is. John MacArthur shut down the church. Okay, but this this is so, this was so prevalent during COVID nineteen. For example, Robert Godfrey, and, and what I would say was a very sorry display of a reformed understanding of the sovereignty of God, said that God was the one who stopped our worship as the gathered body of Christ on the Lord's day. And, and I address that as well in this book, Scattering the Sheep. Godfrey says, you know what? It was the sovereignty of God that prevented us from doing that. And listen, I, I, I affirm the Reformed understanding of the sovereignty of God, but you cannot twist that or manipulate or misinterpret that truth, which comes from the Bible, to justify your sin. And what Godfrey is saying is, look, since God is the one in control, he shut down the churches. We had nothing to do with it. That's like the adulterer saying, you know what? Since God is sovereign, he's the one that caused me to not be faithful with my wife. It's not, it's, frankly, it's, it's nonsense. And it, it breaks down as well because there were many churches, not the majority, unfortunately, but right now in our world, the truth is not the majority. Uh, many, uh, many churches did not shut down. And so how does Godfrey's logic apply to them? God shut down those churches, but not these ones. So in this comment that I shared, by claiming that Grace Church never shut down, the pastor is moving the goalpost and redefining what it means for the church to shut down. Uh, and if you do that, sure, you can win the argument. You know, according to his logic, as long as the pastor was behind the pulpit, the church never shut down. Never mind that the pastor tells the congregation, the entire congregation, publicly, by the way, and, and the world, that they are not going to be meeting for months. But hey, you know what? They didn't shut down. Now, why would someone say something like this? Well, my best guess is that, as I mentioned, it has to do with cognitive dissonance. Men want to believe that John MacArthur did the right thing. Probably, I would say, probably because they did the same thing MacArthur did. They shut down on the drop of a dime for weeks leading into months, and then they finally reopened. They probably did what MacArthur did, uh, and now they, they want to believe that MacArthur did the right thing. And so I, I think, I honestly think there is conviction among the truly regenerate pastors who, who continually to defend their act, try to defend their actions, try to whitewash the past, try, try to justify what happened. And they're not doing that with other things. You know, if I, if I wrote a book on, you know, why, why these pastors are so wrong for not ordaining homosexuals, they wouldn't care. They, would, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't care about that. They'd say, this is ridiculous. Of course, we're not going to do that. It would be wrong for us to ordain homosexuals. And of course, they'd be right. That would be a wicked thing. But they would dismiss that, and they wouldn't spend much time defending their actions. But with COVID-19, I, I believe there is some conviction among the regenerate pastors that what they did was wrong. Um, and what you see this struggle when, they try, when they're responding to stuff like this and saying things like this, that, that MacArthur's church never shut down. And I have to believe this man knows what happened there. I mean, these, these videos are very public. I have, I have more to share. Um, well, let me, um, let me actually read for you the response that I made to this. All right, I'm going to pull this up here. So stand by one moment. All right, I want to read for you what I wrote. So he said, you might want to correct this, Chris. They, they never shut down. I said, there's no need to correct it. 
He was behind the pulpit, sure, streaming, just like the majority of pastors, but not all. But that was the whole issue. The public gathering of the church was suspended, and it became virtual. His words here, quoting MacArthur, the clear demand of scripture is to be subject to the civil government. We conform. We are submissive to the government. That was an easy call for us. His words again, quoting MacArthur again, since the true gravity of the threat was still unknown and the quarantine was supposed to be reasonably short, Grace Church's elders decided to suspend public services. There it is. Suspend public services while we continued live streaming, live streaming sermons from the pulpit in the worship center auditorium. Okay, I, I have some more quotes. And I said, to say they never shut down is to whitewash the history and contradict the man's own words. Let's at least show him the respect of believing what he said when he said it. This is my biggest problem with the whole thing. It's one thing to admit he shut down on the drop of a, of a hat, an uh, easy call, and then, ju- then, then justify that or try to justify it. I would have more respect for that than the revisionist history that makes the claim that he never shut down. Uh, I, I provide a link for him. And then I said, are you claiming Grace Church's elders did not suspend public worship? And um, he did not respond to that because... I think if he did, he would have to say, yes, you know what, they did suspend public worship, and then he's going to have to try to defend why that's not shutting down the church. But this is a sort of mental gymnastics these men have to do uh, to try to justify what MacArthur did, what they did, and is very revealing of something going on psychologically, something going on in their mind that, that, that they are not at peace with this situation. I have another example here, um, and I responded to a post, uh, it was probably about the Essential Church documentary maybe, and I said, John MacArthur shut down right away, said it was an easy call, never repented, now he is presented as a hero. Sad. So someone else responded to this and presented the same falsehood. This is what this person said, that responding to me. That is quite inaccurate. Yes, the congregation did initially go to an online service, but never officially closed. Once the members realized what was really going on, they started coming back. In fact, the church received over $800,000 in settlement from the city as a result, end quote. There it it is again. I mean, you see that? Never officially closed. What, What does that mean? They never officially closed. This is part of the problem with with all of this, and I'm going to address the the narrative that large numbers of worshipers started coming back on their own. I'll address that. I address that in the book, which actually, to me, it's it's almost worse if if, if that's what happened and MacArthur continued to say to the church and the world that he was shut down. Very concerning, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, You know, what does this mean? They, They never shut down. If we do not even understand what we mean by saying the church closed, namely they shut down the assembling of the saints as a body on the Lord's day in person, if we can't have that defined, then how can we possibly learn anything from 2020? Anything. Uh, And this is my problem, uh, my concern with this mindset, and I'm sure there are hundreds of more comments like this uh, online. If people are posting what I'm posting, which is the truth— here, here's here's the quotes from MacArthur. Here's what happened. If I got if I, and I don't do much posting like that, but if I got two people right away to respond to that and tell me that I'm wrong and MacArthur's church never shut down, I, I can only imagine there's hundreds, probably thousands of people that either believe this or are trying to justify it in their minds. So uh, I argue in in scattering the sheep that the pastor's duty is to gather with his sheep. 
no threats should keep him from that duty. I mean, I addressed the whole thing with the blizzard. I mean, this we used to have this idea of the parsonage that the pastor is there, he is in the church, and he will not turn away anyone who comes to them to him. I mean, th this was the mindset we have of a godly pastor, even in in these old, you know, in Western civilization, the church uh, was to be a place of refuge for the for the traveler. Uh, even in time of war, uh, the pastor would be there to receive those who would come to him. We, we've lost all that. Okay, and, and I address that in, in my book. I'm not sure how much I can get into that today, but one thing I'd like to put to bed in this podcast, and I do address it in the book, is the repeated claim I keep hearing about John MacArthur and Grace Community Church that they never shut down. Uh, we're so let, let's address that. And to do, to do that, I have several clips. I already played one. I have some other videos of MacArthur, and then I have a transcript uh, that I want to read portions of that came from uh, two transcripts, one from another video and then another one from a statement. Now, that video and that statement, th there's a link to Grace Church's website, but the statement has been taken down. So I'm going off of a news, and, and I'll tell you where I got it from. Everything else, I have the, the words of John MacArthur himself in videos provided by either Grace to You or mainly Grace Church. So we need to go through these. All right, it's going to take a few minutes, but we need to do this for the sake of those who continue to whitewash the past, move the goalposts, and and frankly, intentionally or otherwise, spread falsehoods or redefine language to the point that it doesn't even mean anything to say the church is closed. Why don't we just say no church is closed during 2020? I mean, let's just completely rewrite the past here like um, George Orwell's 1984. Let's just rewrite this thing and say the church is never shut down. We can, re we can redo the articles, uh, uh, or fortunately, uh, that's not going to be able to happen. There's too much evidence out there. So I, I want to consider the evidence. All right, first, uh, I already played one video, but I want to play this video. This is one video from Grace to You, and I believe this video came after that March 16th. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident it did, because in this video, John MacArthur is talking to Phil Johnson about the elders making the decision to close down. Uh, and we'll see how they word it here. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but this is a clip when this is where MacArthur says it was an easy call to close church, to cancel the assembly of the saints. So track with me here. I I'm going to build, I'm going to present the evidence and I'm going to share this link with anyone. And uh, unfortunately they might not watch it, but with anyone who responds or comments and says, no, you're wrong, Chris, Grace Community Church never did shut down. I want you to have this information. Okay. As Christians, we should be about the truth we should speak the truth one to another, and we should not, uh, in for some pragmatic purposes, try to hide what happened in the past. It's not helpful. It's not helping these pastors like MacArthur to repent of what they did. It's not helping local pastors in whatever state you're in to repent. Uh, if we're not dealing with, with sin as sin and the pastor's duty for what it is, we're not going to grow. So let's get into this. All right, this is MacArthur uh, interacting with Phil Johnson I believe this is April of 2020. So uh, now talk about the the rationale of the elders' decision to suspend our regular church services. I mean, you, you must have considered, what about Hebrews 10.25? Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves mm -hmm. together. Or, or Acts 5.29, we must obey God rather than men. Right. I was there, so I know we discussed those those verses. Talk about that. Well, um, first of all, the clear demand of Scripture is to be subject to the powers that be because they're ordained of God. Romans 13. Romans 13. And First Peter talks about the same thing, honor the king and those who are in authority over you. God has set them in that authority. Um, 
the Apostle Paul tell, tells Timothy that we're to be good citizens, that we're to be live a quiet and peaceable life. We aren't rebels. We don't start protests. We don't defy the government. We conform. Um, we we're submissive to the government as as basically ordained by God. So that was an easy call for us. What would have made a difference would have been if this was persecution of the church. If all of a sudden the government decided to shut down churches as an act of persecution against churches, we would defy that because now you're into Acts 5 where Peter actually says, do we obey God or men? You say we don't meet. God says we do. We must meet. You say don't preach the gospel. We say we must preach the gospel. So when the government gets to the point where it basically persecutes the church, the church has to take that persecution and still do it. God has commanded the church to do. All right, that video, I believe, is still on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. Uh, there's so much there. I, I address some of it in Scattering the Sheep in this book. Um, you know, MacArthur says things there that are just not consistent with what he says later. And, and I do cite this in the book, later saying, we will, we will defy Caesar, we will not bow to Caesar. And here, when he shuts down, saying his first go-to is the clear demand of Scripture is to submit to the governing authorities. Again, Matruella's forward in this book, Scattering the Sheep, uh, briefly addresses the Romans 13 issue. I, I addressed it earlier in my 2020 book, Essential Service. Uh, very discouraging MacArthur's response. Perhaps even more discouraging is the fact that later, he, he does this about face and says, you know, as a church, we never thought that we had to submit to the government concerning the, the assembly of the saints. I mean, you can read them saying that. And, and, but what, when, you, when you saw what happened, I remember when that video came out. And that's why, to me, th this whole thing has just been, been so puzzling that people would, would claim that MacArthur didn't shut down or that MacArthur believed from the beginning that he didn't have to submit to the government. Um, that's not what he said there. So there, there's a lot there, but, but right now, I, I mainly want to make the case here that clearly they shut down. Okay, so th there's another piece of evidence. Um, we're suspending the assembly of the saints. Um, let's look at, I have a, this is from currentpub.com. This was published on May 24th, 2020. All right, so you can see this says, uh, now John MacArthur's Grace Community Church will not open tomorrow. So this is May 24th, 2020. Um, and you see it says, note this post, read this post and the addendum, this is an evolving story. Okay, this is where it says there's a video you can watch, but if you click on that link, it doesn't work. Uh, so they give a transcript and then later the addendum is they quote a statement from Grace Church, which that link doesn't work either. But it takes you to Grace Community Church's website where it says, it has the title of the statement, but it says, we're sorry, this is no longer available. So let's look at this, this statement, okay? This is from May 24th. And this is after, obviously, the May or the March uh, 16th video I played, where MacArthur said, we are empty, empty auditorium. And of course, he also asked for, for money in that video. You know, you still need to keep sending your money. It's very important to do that. This is after that video I just played from April with MacArthur talking to Phil Johnson, saying this was an easy call. Uh, now we're on May 24th. Okay, so this is over two months after the March 16th video 
when they first suspended the assembly of the saints, they first shut down. Okay. If you're going to call it something else, just be honest. Don't, don't say they didn't shut down because MacArthur was still there behind the pulpit. All right. They shut down the assembly of the saints. That's the whole point of this. If that's not shutting down, then why don't we just always do virtual church? All right. Let's be honest here. So, um, May 24th. All right. I, I want to read this transcript from currentpub.com. All right. Because I, I know this is a bit long, but I want the evidence here for people who are going to say, no, Chris, you're wrong. They never shut down. Okay, here's the evidence. This is from the transcript, uh, what John MacArthur said. Well, this is Friday, and it turned out to be a really incredible day. When I came into the office, the first thing in front of me was a letter from a United States congressman, a wonderful man who have who has basically been an army infantryman who fought in combat in the Middle East and really had an incredible story. He went from there to the U.S. Congress and from there more recently into pastoral ministry. And he was just expressing gratitude to me for the ways in which the Word of God that goes forth here at Grace Church from the pulpit and in books through all the forms had impacted his life and how much of what we have been teaching here he had the privilege of disseminating to the United States Congress. Sometimes we wonder if those people in political power ever do hear the truth of the Word of God, but by a faithful congressman they have heard. What a delightful letter that was. I was enjoying the warmth of that very sweet note, gracious note, when I heard that President Trump had declared church to be an essential service. We've always known that for certain. It's the most essential of all things. Let me just pause there for a second. We've always known that for certain. It's the most essential of all things. And yet here you are over two months later and your church is still closed. This is the sort of, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not impugning motives. I'm just saying what, what this is. This, this is hypocrisy, right? This is you saying one thing and acting completely different. It, disingenuous. I mean, there's certain ways we could justify this or explain it, but you don't actually believe this, okay? You're not living it out, okay? We've always known that for, that for certain. It's the most essential of all things, uh, mo the most essential of all things, and yet we're going to be shut down. Uh, he goes on, and that he said, we can go back to church on Sunday, okay? So, so Trump uh, says, you know what? You guys can go back. And he said that on this Friday, and put no restraints whatsoever on the meeting of the church or synagogues or any other religious gathering, and made it very clear that the federal government and the president, the leader of this nation, deemed churches to be essential and encouraged people to go back to church. So in the response to the leadership of our president— we're going to go to church, and we're going to go to church this Sunday. That's really, really good news. We're going to start, do you hear that? We're going to start in a responsible way. Okay, this is the end of May, two months after March 16th, and MacArthur himself is saying, we're going to go to church, we're going to start doing this. All right, and as we'll see, that didn't even happen. So please don't tell me that MacArthur didn't shut down the church and him and his elders. I understand uh, all that. Uh, we're going to have service at 8.30 in the morning on Sunday and have another one at 10.30. They're just going to be a briefer service. Uh, we'll have singing, congregational singing. I'll bring the Word of God. In fact, I'll finish the message on fellowship. How convenient that I started last Sunday. And then we're going to come around the Lord's table. We're going to take communion together as a church family. We're going to do it in a different way so that we're thoughtful and careful about that, so no one will be concerned that it was in any un in any sense unsafe. You gotta love that too. We're gonna do it so that no one will be concerned that it was unsafe. You know, I mean, it's bad enough to say, well, we can't do anything that's unsafe at all. 
but we're, we're actually saying, well, we just don't want people to think it's unsafe. Okay, he goes on, but our president didn't lay down any demands or mandates for us. There are a lot of narratives floating around out there about the realities of what we're going through, and I think by now, all of us know that masks do no good. If you've ever touched your mask, stuffed it in your pocket, and put it on again, it's useless. Well, of course, many of us from the beginning didn't want to wear those stupid things. We have all heard all the narratives, so we're just saying, come to church, 8.30, 10.30. We'll have seating in the chapel, we'll have seating in the family center, the gym, and we'll have seating in the worship center, and you can be wherever you want to be to be comfortable, and then we'll take the Lord's Supper in a unique way that would remove any concern people would have about folks handling the communion before it gets to you. So it's going to be a wonderful, glorious Sunday. Again, obviously you don't have to come to church if you're not feeling well or if you have someone who's ill and want to take special care of them, someone older like me, let's say. You know these things anyway. Those are reasonable things at any time in life. And, and by the way, um, to, to equate that with the pastor refusing to meet with his sheep is, uh, is, is false. It's, it's not a, a good uh, argument to say, well, if, if my elderly father is sick, I, I stay home and take care of him. Therefore, that justifies the pastor saying, I will not meet with all my church. It doesn't follow. I addressed that in the book as well. And he says, but beyond that, we want you to come and we're going to sing. In fact, we're going to sing our hearts out. Of course, this never happened. This did not happen. I think by the time we're done on Sunday, we'll have sung at least eight or nine wonderful hymns and heard the word of God and joined around the Lord's table. So welcome back to Grace Church. That's this next Sunday, May 24th, just two days from now. We look forward to coming together and seeing the blessing of God in the reunion. See you on Sunday. Okay, so that was a statement, again, from currentpub.com. If you think this is false, because again, they provide links, but Grace Church took them down, then reach out to me and tell me. But obviously, given the videos I just shared and the video I'll share after this, uh, there is no reason to believe that currentpub.com made this up about what John MacArthur said. Okay, and here's the addendum to their article. So this is what happened uh, on the very next day. And the addendum says this, well, after all that, it looks like Grace Community Church will not be open, to, will not open tomorrow. Here is the press release. And again, if you click on the link, uh, it takes you to Grace Church's website. Um, but it says... Ninth Circuit Court rules against the president and churches. We're sorry the content you're looking for has expired. I don't know why they took that down and not the other videos that basically say the same thing about MacArthur, but be that as it may, that press release is not uh, up there. So here, but here is the transcript, or here's the, 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 quote, the quote of that press release from currentpub.com. Again, this is the day after everything I just read, where MacArthur says, we are opening the church uh, we are going to gather together. We are going to sing. Uh, the president, Donald Trump, has said we can, so therefore we're good to go. And here's what he said the next day, or the church released a statement. We were elated yesterday morning when President Trump declared churches to be essential, asked us to open this very Sunday, and promised to fight any state government that tried to stand in the way. And by the way, I mean, I'm going to read here that the state government comes up with something else, and so MacArthur and the others were like, all right, we're shutting down, we're not opening up. But if you even just believe this, if, you say, if, you, if you're taking your Romans 13 and misinterpreting it to the point that, well, we can only be faithful to God when the government tells us, and you said the highest authority in, in the land, President Trump, uh, you know, under your paradigm, uh, said you can do it, and he's going to fight for us, well, don't you believe him that he's going to fight for you? Trump, Trump promises, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do everything I can to fight the state government to stay in the way. And then 
the state government comes out and says no, and MacArthur's like, all right, we're not going to meet. Like, you didn't even give Donald Trump, if he's actually going to fight, any time to fight the state. I mean, you should have been like, well, no, we're still going to obey Donald Trump, if that's our highest standard. We're going to obey Donald Trump, even though the state of California said we can't. But that's not even what MacArthur did. So he said, we were related yesterday morning when President Trump declared churches to be essential, asked us to open this very Sunday, and promised to fight any state government that tried to stand in the way. As I've said many times, the Bible would have us submit to the governing authorities. And in the United States, there is no higher human executive authority than the president who is speaking on a matter of federal and constitutional interest, specifically the First Amendment. Okay, again, I reject this as the standard that we need to go to the highest civil government level to decide whether or not we obey God, but MacArthur is essentially making that argument. President Trump is that there is no higher human executive authority. If that's true, then any other lower authority that says you can't meet should be trumped, no pun intended, by Donald Trump's uh, statement. Okay, but MacArthur says that in the first paragraph, but then listen to what he says next. With that said, at our last elders meeting, we talked about how this situation was changing not just day by day, but even hour by hour. And that sadly turned out to be true here. Late Friday night, the Ninth Circuit, which is generally known as the most left-wing and anti-biblical circuit court in the nation, ruled two and one in favor of California Governor Newsom's statewide stay-at-home order, rejecting an emergency motion to allow for religious services to proceed. Okay, so maybe this is a federal court, be that as it may. Now, now you got MacArthur, he's going to have to decide, okay, what's the highest authority in the land? The executive branch, the judicial branch, which one is it? You know, oh man, this is so confusing. And he later says, and I may quote it, I'm not sure that he's just like, man, we just were confused. We don't know who has authority here. He said, I think I have that that quote. If I don't have it, I'll try to find it later. Where he's like, we, we don't know who has authority. And it's so simple, Pastor MacArthur. Christ has authority. He has tasked you with meeting with the flock. Nothing else matters. Uh, he says, to say that we strenuously disagree with this decision would be an understatement. Well, well, that's great. You know, at least we know that you disagree with it. I mean, I, I think that makes things worse because you disagree with it and you still submit to it. All credible data, especially in a case like this, all credible data show that this coronavirus is far less dangerous than initially projected, even while the economic, mental, and spiritual toll of an extended lockdown order is far more dangerous. Meanwhile, although the initial response arguably might have been somewhat even-handed, uh, that's obviously not true. Uh, as the situation has developed, religious organizations have increasingly been unfairly treated, uh, even targeted. For a state like California to decide that abortion providers, marijuana dispensaries, and liquor stores are essential, while churches are forced to the back of the line via seemingly endless service of moving goalposts and ever more restrictive hoops to jump through is the very essence of upside-down Romans 1 immorality. Well, you want to submit to it, MacArthur. Uh, we stand against it plainly, and moving forward, we are striving to pursue every biblical and legal means to oppose it. Well, how about the biblical means to oppose it is you disobey it. You obey God rather than man. He goes on, even so, for now, the Ninth Circuit decision is sadly the law of the land in California, and we gladly, here it is, we gladly submit to the sovereign purposes of God. There's another Robert Godfrey-type response. We disagree with this. It's wrong. There's nothing more essential in life than the assembly of the saints, according to MacArthur, and yet we're going to submit to this. It's God's will. And then he says, separate and apart from the legal questions raised above, our worship services are not to be times of media circus and frenzy, particularly when we gather around the Lord's table. To prevent that from occurring, the elders of Grace Community Church desire to delay our reopening and leave it in the hands of God. We cover your prayers even as we pray for you. We continue to meet 
with live stream. I mean, two things there I want to say. First of all, there is a, there it is again. I mean, multiple examples of this. Them saying we are delaying our re- we are not reopening. That presupposes that you are closed. So for for these people that want to keep saying Grace Church did not close, you are not being honest with what they said themselves. Okay. Furthermore, here's MacArthur says we'll continue to meet with live stream. You're not meeting. It's not an assembly. And, and again, I mentioned the pastor who I said, well, we had our virtual gathering continued. I said, don't call it that. It's not a gathering. So anyway, that, that was May 24th, around that time, where MacArthur um, initially said, hey, we're, we're going to meet. Trump said we can. And then a day later, backtracks. No, we're not going to. Um, so, okay, there's another piece of evidence. But we're not done yet. Let, let's look now at, at June 24th, okay? So June 24th is a month after May 24th. June 24th is three months, over three months after March 16th, April, May, June. Okay, now we're on June 24th, and we have MacArthur releasing another video. Now I'm going to get to, I know it's out there, I'm going to get to the claim, and I'm not even disputing that this is a lie. It's concerning whether it's true or not true. The claim that uh, large numbers of worshipers came back, and by mid-May, they were filling the worship center. Okay, just start, before I address that, start to think about, if that was true, what does that, how does that bode for MacArthur's reputation here? If it's true that large numbers of worshipers were assembling together with John MacArthur in person, what does that tell us about these public statements? Okay, we're going to get to that. But first, this is June 24th. This is another video released um, by Grace Church. Uh, Here's John MacArthur talking again about, you know what, Uh, we're still not opened. People keep asking me, when are we going to have a full opening? And I I have no idea when that's going to come uh, because the uh, ground is shifting underneath us. As you know, every time we turn around, there's a new kind of rule and we're trying to figure out who's really the authority and what is a law and who has the power to make a law and and what is just an onerous attempt to control us. Uh, These are very difficult things to sort out. Um, Even in the state of California, they're allowing now for events, public events to take place, but not churches to meet without such constraints as to make it virtually impossible for us to meet. So we're, we're getting close to the point where we're going to have to decide whether we obey men or God. At the same time, we don't want to jeopardize anyone. And we know there are people who are still concerned about catching this virus. So you can pray for us that the Lord will give us wisdom as uh, the elders uh, work through when this is going to happen. It will happen. Um, I trust sooner rather than later, and it'll be a joyous reunion when it takes place. In the meantime, pray for us. The Lord will give us wisdom as we pray for you to be faithful. And God bless you all. Look forward to seeing you very soon. Okay, that was from June 24th of 2020. John MacArthur, you heard it there from him. Um, and again, let me say, I mean, I, I hope you think, I hope you can tell, uh, and anybody who's listening who may not agree with a lot of what I said, that I, I'm seeking to be fair to what MacArthur said. And um, yes, I have I have serious critiques of it, but this this is what he said, okay? This is what he did, and and I'm not misrepresenting him, okay? Um, John MacArthur in in that clip, 
said, this is June 24th, okay? Over three months after March 16th. People keep asking me, when are we going to have a full opening? I have no idea when that's going to come because the ground is shifting underneath us. As you know, every time we turn around, there's a new kind of rule and we're trying to find out who really, who is really the authority and what is a law and who has the power to make a law. I might just want to say here, obviously, Pastor MacArthur's not going to listen to this, but Pastor MacArthur, this is why your Romans 13 misinterpretation uh, causes so much, so many problems. You, you have to constantly be, you are constantly at the, um, at the mercy of a man-made, statist, never-ending uh, spout uh, of sludge of man-made law. Who's in charge? Is, is Donald Trump in charge? He says, you can meet. No, is the Ninth Circuit in charge? Is your local sheriff in charge? Uh, is, is the state government in charge? Is it the township? Uh, is, is it the health department? Yeah, who, 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 what are the authorities we have to submit to here according to Romans 13? And again, I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm just saying this is what you have to do when you don't have a clear understanding of the role and authority of the civil government. Romans 13, to punish evil doers. And, and this to me is so demonstrative of the consequences of a shallow, uh, erroneous view of Romans 13. Where MacArthur is here saying on June 24, three months after the initial shutdown, you know what? We still don't know who is the authority. And, and MacArthur, Pastor MacArthur, this would have been so easy. I mean, this was this was a, as my my pastor Joel Sain has said. I mean, this was this was a beach ball teed up for the pastors when the government came and said shut down. I mean, so easy. No, we're not going to shut down. Um, and so. Also, what he said there, I'm sure you caught it, striking. We're getting close to the point where we're going to have to decide whether we obey man or God. Did you hear that? Now, what in the world does that mean? So, is he saying that right now we're obeying man and not God? Or is he saying this gets to a point at some point where once you've been closed for a certain amount of time, then you're disobeying God? Well, See, this is what these pastors have failed to do. MacArthur cannot say, he has no standard to say at what point he's, he's, he's obeying God or obeying man. Because he'd have to, if he's saying that, this can only mean one of two things. One, at that moment, June 24, 2020, John MacArthur was not obeying God and instead was obeying man. Or two, if the church is closed past X amount of weeks or months, then it becomes sin not to meet. Um, and obviously that the, um, the latter doesn't make any sense, and these guys can't defend it. MacArthur can't say, well, it's sin to stop, to, to refuse to assemble with the saints or shut down church for this amount of time, but then it becomes sin. And uh, I talked to another pastor, and, and he, couldn't, he couldn't define that biblically either. Um, and I address the, those other arguments uh, in this book as well, arguments saying, well, if there's a certain level of risk, then blood would be on my hands as a pastor if I go to the assembly place and I'm simply there, and don't tell people to, to, to not come. I mean, that's the nanny mentality that I address in this book, Scattering the Sheep, um, and it's just, it's unbiblical. It's a man-made burden, a man-made tradition. But anyway, MacArthur here says several things that are, should be very concerning, but specifically for this podcast, he says very clearly, um, you know, I don't know when our full opening is going to come.
Okay, so later uh, on July 31st, okay, so, so June 24th, over a month later, July 31st, finally a video comes out from MacArthur where he says, and I don't have, I'm not going to play the clip, but I have his quotes. Um, obviously, this is a quote that, this is a, these, this is a clip that people will be happy to share because now on July 31st, now he, um, now he stands firm. This is what he said on, on or around July 31st. He said, we will obey God rather than men. Okay, so this is over a month after June 24th where he says, we got to decide soon if we're going to obey man or God. Well, he finally came around to it July 31st. Uh, we will obey God rather than men. He goes on, we're going to be faithful to the Lord and we're going to leave the results to him. We will not bow to Caesar. Okay, so uh, very interesting, right? Um, and of course, that was when you had the news media saying, okay, MacArthur's opening his church, blah, 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 you know, how horrible for him to do this. Okay, yeah, he did receive some media opposition at that point. Uh, he should have been faithful from the beginning. But more importantly, or just as importantly, I should say, he should have repented, him and his elders should have repented on July 31st of their, frankly, cowardice, disobedience, and really, dis, you know, dishonesty and hypocrisy in the things they said about the church meeting being the most essential thing, um, and that they they should have repented of that and said, we were wrong, we were in sin, and now we're going to open and do the right thing. That's not what they did. They did not repent. And to this day, uh, I'm confident, and if you have video footage or audio of them repenting, please share it with me, and I will praise God with you, and I'll be the first to share it. But I want genuine repentance. I don't want someone saying, well, we probably could have opened a little sooner. Or looking back now, maybe we got fooled. No, repentance is, it was wrong of us as pastors, as elders, to turn away the sheep. Now, I need to address something here. Um, well, for, let me read something else first, okay? I, I want to address this claim, that because I've heard this, and it was even stated in the, the Grace Church uh, statement, and, and I have it here, I can read, um, that large numbers of worshipers started coming back um, to the church, okay? So, but, but first, l let me read something else here, and uh, we're almost done here. Um, okay, well, again, why does this matter? All right, well, as I, I think I've, I've hammered this point, many people are still unwilling to accept the truth of what happened. I have another example, okay? So, uh, this is actually in response to one of the earlier comments that I read on Facebook. Uh, well, the pastor actually deleted my comment. So, well, actually, this was a separate, this was a third thing, but it's from the same pastor who commented uh, on my post saying that I was wrong, that Grace Church didn't shut down. But that same pastor shared some info about, about uh, the documentary about Grace Church, Essential Church, and I responded with some direct quotes from MacArthur. So I, I, I barely had any of my own words. It was quotes from MacArthur. I may have said something like, you know, MacArthur shut down. Here's what he said. Boom, 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 boom. Um, so I shared these quotes about how John MacArthur shut down the church right away. Uh, a lot of the quotes that I've shared already in this video were, were on there, or portions of them. What happened was the pastor deleted my comment and sent me a private message saying, I'm deleting your post because I think it's unhelpful in energizing the church to stand against the tyrannical government. It's just in-house bickering. That's what this pastor said to me when I shared quotes from John MacArthur. Now, again, you got to ask yourself, why, 
what's going on in your mind to to want to hide that truth from your people? You have a documentary here presenting MacArthur as a hero. And I just have direct quotes from MacArthur that he never repented. of. I mean, if you repented of them, then you could be like, hey, great, you know what, you're right. MacArthur said those things, but he repented and said that was wrong and sinful, and we can learn from that. You don't need to delete my post. You can just be like, you're right, he said those things, and he repented, and here's the link to him repenting. Obviously, this pastor couldn't do that because John MacArthur has not repented. Um, so why would so why would he delete it? Well, uh, because he doesn't want people to know the truth. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Okay, if you have another reason, I mean, he says it's not helpful. What's not helpful? People knowing the truth. It's just in-house bickering. I quoted MacArthur. How is that bickering? Um, what what he's saying is the truth about what happened is not helpful. Thinking like this was so evident during COVID as well. You know what? It doesn't matter what the truth is about masks. It doesn't matter what the truth is about COVID. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the truth is about the Word of God. People that were arguing for the truth were labeled as conspiracy theorists. Um, I mean, uh, in pra- logically, uh, those churches didn't shut down. And this is what I challenged one pastor with that I was speaking with. If you actually believe that blood would have been on your hands, if you simply went to the church building and didn't tell people to stay home and just said, you know, you make your own decision. I'm going to be here as the pastor. That blood would be on your hands if someone came to, to church and, and died because of a virus or any any reason, I guess, car crash. And then be consistent and say those churches that didn't shut down, and if you can find anybody that died, say that they're guilty of violating the Sixth Commandment. Be consistent, right? H- have some the courage of your convictions and say that those churches that didn't shut down were in sin. But, but these guys have no, no courage of their convictions. They went with the crowd, and now they're trying to justify it. And now they are trying to hide the truth about what happened. I mean, explain to me why, and I know this is not everyone, but I'm telling you this is happening. Why would someone delete direct quotes from MacArthur and then tell me it's unhelpful in energizing the church? It's in-house bickering because you don't want the truth out. Um. That's a serious problem, okay? If we want to be prepared to stand against government tyranny, then let's at least, like this pastor said, well, you know, it's not helpful to stand against the tyrannical government. I mean, I'm, it's shocking to me that now these churches that, that shut down for weeks and months, however long it was, it doesn't matter, it was sin and you need to repent of it, that shut down and labeled those of us who called from the beginning to oppose the tyrannical government overstepping their bounds and telling the church that Christians can't gather together with their spiritual family. Now now these are the same pastors that are telling people like me, hey, if you share the truth, that's not helping us stand against tyranny. It's, it's mind-blowing. This whole COVID thing is mind-blowing in so many ways. And the worst part, and I say this in the book, the worst part is not Fauci or what the civil government did. That, that was bad and wicked. And I, some of these pastors, I can't even get them to say that. Um, I asked one pastor, you know, was it wrong what the government did? And of course, this pastor shut down his church. He won't admit that he did wrong, and he doesn't, he doesn't think the government did anything wrong. Um, but more concerning to me than Fauci, than uh, governors, is, is pastors of Christian churches who are not honest and who will not, and who will now hide the truth, or at least avoid it. And then have the audacity to say, you know, well, we're the ones now that are trying to help our people stand against tyranny. 
that's sad. It's, 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 it's very, very sad. So that's just another example of why this matters, because that's the mindset out there. And, and, and I am 100% confident that there are many others who would respond in that way if they were faced with the facts, with the statements from MacArthur. They would respond by saying, this is not helpful to bring up the past. It's not helpful to stand against tyranny. Um, it's, that's, that's very disturbing. Okay, I want to address here towards the end um, one thing that, and I, I think I read this quote earlier. Uh, this was from the very beginning where I read from that same pastor who later deleted my comment. Uh, he responded and said that, uh, uh, you might want to correct this, Chris. Okay, he said, there was not a single Sunday where MacArthur was not behind the pulpit. He kept showing up and soon the people came back. Okay, so, excuse me, when this, when this pastor says, you know what, they didn't shut down, MacArthur kept going behind the pulpit, uh, and soon the people came back. Okay, and um, that's also what the other guy said, right? He said um, that it's inaccurate, they never closed. Once the members realized what was really going on, they started coming back. Okay, so, and, and this is what the Grace Church said in a statement, let me see if I can find it here. So there was a statement released in 2021. This is over a year later, obviously, 2021, after 2020. I think it was a full 12 months, but in any case, it's in 2021. And in that statement, the church declares that, so they're, they're now looking back, okay? And obviously, it was not in California, but I, I remembered it as it happened, and I have all the documentation that I just shared with you. And now they're saying in 2021, in, by mid-May, large numbers of worshipers began returning on Sunday morning spontaneously. The auditorium was, f- was well filled by early June. Okay, this is very important. I want, and, and I address this in my book. So if you stayed with me this long, stay with me till the end, because this is what they're going to say. People like the pastor deleted my post. And they might say, are you, are you calling Grace Church here a liar? Are you saying that by mid-May, large numbers of worshipers did not fill the auditorium? No, I'm not calling them a liar. Um, I'm obviously not sure if that happened, but I have no reason to doubt it because I think I can understand why something like that would happen. But to me, this, this makes things worse. It certainly doesn't make things better because what, what this says is by mid-May... Large numbers of parishioners said, you know what, this is wrong for us not to assemble with our pastor and as a body of Christ. And they came physically back to Grace Church campus. Now, what should MacArthur have done if he was consistent with what he said about submitting to the government and what he told the entire church publicly that they are closed? If he was consistent with that, he should have turned these people away and locked the door, right? I mean, if he's consistent in saying, it, it's, it's, we have to obey the civil government here, we cannot assemble on the Lord's Day as Christ's people, I am telling you as a church that we are closed, I mean, I am sending you that message, do not come to the church campus. And then these people come anyway. If John MacArthur would be consistent he would turn them away. And this is the argument I've, you know, I, I li- I'd like to present to these pastors that shut down their church. Okay, you shut down the church. One week later, 
you're going for a walk in a public park, private park, whatever. You know, you're following the government's mandates. You're, you're wearing your mask. You're saying socially distanced, whatever. And 50 of your church members come up to you in that park and they plead with you and say, listen, we believe we are called to meet together. We want to be encouraged by one another. We want to see each other's faces, right? Like Paul wrote in Romans 1, I long to see you that we may be mutually encouraged in each other's faith. These 50, these 50 parishioners come to their pastor. They're there in person and they say to him, it's the Lord's day. We are here. We contacted everybody in the church. These are, these are the people that want to gather. Will you gather with us here? Will you, will you pray for us? Will you sing a psalm with us? Will you share a word of encouragement from the Bible? What would these pastors have done? I told my wife, uh, after talking with one pastor who shut down his church, I said, he would have told them to leave. He would have said, get away. I will not gather with you. He, that, he, to be consistent, he would have had to say that. And she said, no, he, he, maybe to be consistent, but he wouldn't do that. That would look really bad if he did that. And I said, well, I, you know what? I, I guess you're right. And I, I agree with her because in the end, these pastors, and this demonstrates it to me, if this is true, and again, I don't need to say this was not true. If this is true, and I'll give the Grace Church the benefit of the doubt, and these large numbers of worshipers gathered with their pastor, it reveals that these pastors are, are like uh, ships tossed on the sea by every wind of doctrine from the civil government, and now they're even their actions are being dictated by their congregants. So, if, if that pastor in my story in the park, if those 50 members came to him and said, will you pray with us? Will you sing with us? Will you share a word of encouragement from the Bible? If he said yes, if he said yes, then the first thing that he should have done after that is to repent in sackcloth and ashes for telling the entire church that he would not do that. Do you understand the, the, the hypocrisy and the disconnect here? If he, would be, if he would be willing to receive those members of his church as an assembly and preach the word to them, why did he send a message to the church that he wouldn't do that? It's disingenuous if he would meet with them now. So if it's true that by mid-May, large numbers of worshipers began returning on Sunday morning spontaneously, and the auditorium was well-filled by early June. Okay, remember, early June, June 24th, saying we're still not reopened. June 31st, saying, okay, now we're going to obey God rather than man. If this is true, and again, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, John MacArthur needs to repent of two things now. One is shutting down the church. Two is being disingenuous and hypocritical and allowing these parishioners to come to his church and fellowshipping with them and sharing the word of God with them, praying with them, singing with them, I would imagine, while the message being sent to the rest of the church was, do not come back. There's no way around that. If there's some, some time portal, some... Uh, fabric of reality that I don't know, please reach out to me and tell me how there's a way around this. If John MacArthur is preaching to an auditorium that is well-filled in early June, how is he consistent? How is he a man of integrity and honor to continue to send the message to the world and the church that we are still shut down? It's, it's shameful. It's, it's shameful. It's disingenuous and dishonest. If he were honest, 
he would say, I, you know, I don't mind him being influenced by the people if they're influencing into righteousness, right? I think that should have happened in most churches. I mean, when my pastor called me, I said, no, you should meet. Um, I left that church then because of his compromise. But I don't have a problem with these parishioners coming to MacArthur and saying, no, we're, we're, we're going to be here. They should have done that week one, okay? Um, or maybe they met elsewhere. Like, you know, but this is about the pastors. The, the discouraging thing is, and the concerning thing is, that the pastors are being led by the parishioners. And, and that's even in these comments. Well, the congregants came back on their own accord. Well, what does that tell you about MacArthur? What does that say about MacArthur and his integrity and what he said in his statements that the church is closed? I hope you see the disconnect here. It's a serious disconnect. It's, it's partiality. And, and I, can, I can see why. Okay, now, now those are the facts. And I'm going I'm to go a bit into potential reasons why I can see why a pastor would do this, would send one message to the church and publicly, but then secretly, as it were, you know, say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to meet as an assembly with these Christians that, against my public statements, came to the church anyway. I can see why you would do that. I mean, we've already, it's already clearly been established that MacArthur was very concerned about receiving money during the lockdown. I shared that clip. He said, this is critical it's a critical need that we have to receive tithes. Okay, so that's not an assumption. That's clearly a fact. I can see why, given that fact, why he might not want to write off these this large number of people that are filling the auditorium. All right? Um, there's multiple services, apparently, at Grace Church. 830, 1030, have a problem with that, but we're not going to get into that. Multiple services... So I would imagine the majority of people still were at home, okay? Uh, it's probably one service, and the auditorium was well-filled. So you're not, it's not full, so you have a partially filled auditorium for one service. If it, When Grace Church is firing all, on all cylinders, as it were, both services are probably full. So here you have MacArthur, and you have the majority of people still sending in their tithe money, still following what you said as a pastor that the church is closed, staying home. And now you have a significant amount of people. Let's say if it's well-filled, let's say it's, you know, it's, it's 35% or 33%, a third of the people are now coming to, the, coming to the church. Now, if you tell them, if you're consistent with them and say, no, I said the church is not gathering as the pastor, the elders made this decision, we have the authority, we're submitting, Romans 13, we're submitting to the government, I said the church is not gathering, I am locking the doors, and I am telling you, you need to get out of here. That would be consistent. That would be consistent. He should have done that if he wanted to be consistent. If he did that, though, I bet you, you know, if I were a betting man, those however many people that were, probably hundreds, if the auditorium was well-filled, would have left Grace Church. At that point, they probably would have left. If they came to MacArthur, you know, just like my scenario in the park, that's basically what this is. They're coming to him. In this case, it's just at the auditorium, the worship center. They're coming to him, and if he turns them away, I, I think they leave, and he loses all that money. Again, I'm not. I'm saying clearly he says money is important. It's critical, he said. So I can understand from a human perspective why someone like MacArthur would play this game. 
I'm going to publicly say one thing, but I'm not going to turn away this portion of my congregation that really, really wants to meet. And to me, that that is utterly shameful and embarrassing. There are probably people that were, uh, one, there might have been people that never came back, that had weak faith, that if, if they saw their pastor standing bold and saying publicly, I will be here and you're welcome to join me, they would have came. So that number could have went up and they could have been encouraged. Number two, you're sending a, the message to the world and your testimony is that you, you shut down and you closed and you submitted. And there's no way, I see no way for you to make this right other than repenting. There's no way to make it right for you. To, uh, you can't explain this away and say, well, no, I mean, since they came back freely on their own and, and the pastor didn't invite them, um, then it, it doesn't count. And he can still say they're closed and we shouldn't meet, um, but he still welcomes them. It's, it's embarrassing. It's, it's a disaster. And this is what, this is what happens when you, when you abandon the simple principles of God's word. You have to do all these mental gymnastics. You have, to, you have to deny what happened, as I shared, and then you have to try to justify this sort of thing. And, and if any pastor's listening, I plead with you. You know, Spurgeon said something. He said, when, when you know your duty, first thoughts are always best. Don't think about it again. Just do your duty. Brothers, this is simple. You are a pastor of Christ's church. You are not big brother, okay? Your job is not to be a nanny, and tell your people when they can or cannot assemble. Your job is to be there. And if you can't meet in your building, go in a field. I don't care, but be somewhere for your people, okay? And and don't turn them away. And, and just stand as a pastor. Just, just say, I am here. Any of my sheep, I will not turn away. I am not your nanny, okay? I am not, I am not going to tell you when you can leave your home, all right, if you are weak in the faith and, and don't want to gather, I will deal with you gently, but I will be here and I will welcome anyone who comes. If MacArthur would have said that from day one, then rightly he would be praised as a hero, but he didn't do that, or at least as someone faithful. I don't know about, you know, like the hero term, but he, he would have been f- faithful, but he didn't do that. And, and sadly, you know, I, I, I commend those church members who came back despite their pastor's proclamations. But sadly, I think most of them stayed, even though MacArthur's exhibiting no repentance. And if, if pastors do not repent, and if church members keep going, I mean, MacArthur made it clear, and I think that's the case with a lot of these churches, well, we need, we need our money, keep giving your tithe. If these parishioners, if parishioners who are discouraged, and they're right to be discouraged about what happened in 2020, keep going to these churches and keep filling, you know, sending their tithe in, these pastors are not going to change. I heard one pastor say, you know what? Only two people left the church. It's a big church. Uh, when I shut down, uh, everybody came back except two. So I don't think, you know, it really harmed anybody. And I disagree, obviously. But as far as pragmatics, he has a point. Look, if, if I did this and everybody comes back, I mean, w- what do you got, Chris? Just Just the Bible? Like, um, and I wish that pastors would be more concerned about faithfulness than simply pragmatics. Um, so that's, that's a bit about John MacArthur. For anyone who wants to tell me that he did not shut down, uh, please refute MacArthur's own words. Um, he shut down the church with his elders. Okay. And other people say, well, maybe MacArthur himself didn't want to shut down the church, but the elder board did. And I've said that that's simple as well. 
if if that happens, the senior pastor, whoever he's called, just say, look, you guys are in clear sin. I will meet with the sheep that want to meet with me. And if that means this church is split and I am kicked out of the elder board, then I will go shepherd these people and anyone who wants to come once their faith is strong enough to gather. But I will not stand by and play the coward and refuse to gather with my sheep. It's simple, man. Just stand firm. Stand firm. So um, John MacArthur hailed now as, um, as a hero. Uh, Phil Johnson at, at that 2022 conference said that when MacArthur's biography is written, there's going to be a great chapter. There should be a chapter devoted to MacArthur's great leadership during COVID-19. And um, that's a sad uh, whitewashing of the past. A lot of great things MacArthur's ha- MacArthur has done, granted. But we cannot allow our, you know, our celebrity pastor fandom or, or this awe of these men to cause us to whitewash the past. Okay? We, we can't do that. That's unbecoming of, of a Christian people. Okay? We, we need to do much, much better than that. And um, it's sad that, that we, I don't think we're learning from 2020. I mean, we're certainly not learning if pastors are still saying Grace Church didn't shut down. They did shut down for months and months and months or months, month, month, month. July 31st, okay? March 16th to July 31st. Now, again, I've addressed it. You say, well, yeah, but people were coming back. Okay, that's that reveals the hypocrisy and the dishonesty of MacArthur and these elders. And now they're trying to appeal to that as some sort of badge that they were faithful. It's not going to fly uh, if we're going to think about this honestly. So please, can, please, uh, don't shun the truth, okay, to these pastors, to, to the regular, you know, person in the pew. The truth matters. The truth is important. As Christians, we should be people of the truth. And the truth is that John MacArthur and many other churches shut down on the drop of a dime and have not repented of it. And that should be, that should be very concerning. So I encourage you to get a copy of my book, Scattering the Sheep, a Jeremiah concerning the closing of the American church in 2020. Uh, the foreword is written by Matt Truella. I appreciate Matt for for writing that forward. He's been in studio here before. Uh, obviously, does a lot of work on the issue of Romans 13 and submission to the government. Get a copy of the book and and please read it. And I have some practical application in there. And I think one of the things is uh, we really need to start thinking about: Do we continue to go to these churches of, with unrepentant pastors? Uh, of course, I have my conclusions that I draw on that and, and call people to, but. You know, maybe before we even get there, we need to remember what happened accurately, and we need to see what happened so that we might call on pastors to repent. If you are a pastor and you scatter the sheep, that you might repent. So there you have it. There is the the truth about what happened at Grace Church, uh, straight from the horse's mouth. You hear from John MacArthur himself. Multiple videos. It's all there. Um, the timeline goes together. It even makes sense if they say large numbers came back. I can believe it. I can understand why MacArthur would allow that to happen while simultaneously saying something else out of the other side of his mouth. It makes perfect sense. Um, and when it makes, and because it makes perfect sense, it's, it's something to be repented of. So I pray that John MacArthur would repent. I pray that pastors around here would repent. Uh, there's a pastor here in Lancaster County, 
largest Reformed church in the county, shut down the church. I pray that him and his elders would repent um, and that we would be able to start to show the world what bold and faithful Christianity looks like instead of living uh, with the fear of death like, like the world did. So thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful. Again, you know, we got to put the personalities aside. Obviously, I have my criticisms of what happened, and I do believe that these pastors were in sin. Right? They lorded it over the flock. They assumed for themselves an authority they didn't have, just like the civil government did. The civil government was, was wrong. It violated God's law word. They did not have authority to tell us we could not gather with our spiritual family, and neither did the pastor, and especially as someone called as a shepherd to be there with the sheep, did not, does not have the authority or the responsibility to tell us, oh, it's too dangerous for you to leave your home and gather with your spiritual family. It's not your job. It's not your job. So I know uh, we need to deal with these issues, okay? We need to deal with them. And I'm convinced if pastors will not repent, people need to leave those churches. So I make those arguments in Scattering the Sheep. Get a copy. If you disagree with me and you want to come in, I've been, you know, pleading, as it were, with people to come in here. And, and if they want to debate this and tell me I'm wrong, come in and have the conversation. Because I'll tell you, there's a lot of people out there, you know, just the, the average church member. Unfortunately, there's a lot that think that nothing was wrong with how people like MacArthur responded, but there are others who know this is wrong. And um, they, they want to hear your, your reasons for this. And I, I challenge you to come in and defend your position and have the, the strength and the courage of your convictions to stand on them and to call out the other churches that didn't shut down you know, if you're saying that, you know, we are required to obey the government and shut down, then call out the other churches, be consistent, and let's let's debate that. But again, this is primarily for those who want to say Grace Church did not shut down. Obviously, I think that is is clearly a falsehood. They did shut down. MacArthur said they did over and over again. He said that. And uh, you have some serious contradiction and hypocrisy going on when people start coming back, and yet he keeps uh, sending the message that they're shut down. So that's it for today. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we do have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Patriot, you can become a patron. And uh, we hasn't been a lot there yet. We're still starting, but we're going to have more content for you uh, after show. Uh, we got a show coming up where we'll address uh, some of what's going on uh, in Moscow with Doug Wilson and Kevin DeYoung's piece. Uh, that'll probably be in an after show, so... Go over to patreon.com slash the Lancaster Patriot to become a patron, support what we're doing, and to get some extra content. I hope this was helpful, and I hope we can strive to be people of the truth. So thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless, and remember that Christ, not man, is king. So long.